spin to win as return to the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan. See our incredible selection in the big blue building and spin the big wheel with your purchase. And at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan, shopping local isn't just something we say, it's something we do. That's why Spin to Win features fantastic local prizes, including Lambert Travel gift cards and more. And right now, the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan is overstocked. See our incredible new lineup and pre-owned inventory ASAP. We're in the big blue building on Highway 16 West. The new Lloyd Mr. Nissan. We won't sell you a car. We'll help you buy one. At Lloydminster and District Co-op, membership matters more. Because being part of a co-op means you're connected to something bigger than yourself. From long-held legacy by those who built our communities, to people you call family, friends, and neighbours. When you're a Lloyd Co-op member, you're an owner in a local business that prides itself on purpose alongside profit. You earn cash back, you help support causes that matter most, and you're building a better way of life for the next generation. Membership matters more. Local people. Local news and events. Local sports. Local matters. For all things Lloydminster and area, this is Live with Kurt Price. Welcome to the Lloydminster Exhibition and the new Lloydminster Nissan Exhibition Grill. At the new Lloydminster Nissan right now, we have Spin to Win, featuring all kinds of local prizes, including a $1,000 Lambert Travel gift card. So with your new or pre-owned purchase, you get to Spin to Win. Awesome prizes. We're in the Big Blue Building on Highway 16 West. We'll be there for another month yet before moving back into town, and we are overstocked with new and pre-owned inventory. So come and see us today at the new Lloydminster Nissan. Eleni Young is here today and uh, she has launched a Kickstarter campaign for her first album, which kind of shocked me. I thought she already had an album <laughs> because I've, 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 I've bought some stuff on Apple Music of, of yours. So I, I thought I, I didn't know if I was buying an album or I guess I was buying singles. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to talk about her music and that first album in uh, just a moment here. BioClean Disaster Services is a local company that's restoration and cleaning is second to none. Wind, fire, flood, that can be disastrous for your property and for your belongings, but also very hard on your family. That's why at BioClean Disaster Services, their commitment is to you and your family. All, pros, all uh, products are safe for your family, but it's also about keeping you up to date on what's happening with your restoration project and getting your family dynamic back to where it was before the disaster. Committed, certified, reliable, and very local. Serving Lloyd, Mr. Wainwright, St. Paul, Bonneville, and Cold Lake. BioClean Disaster Services at one 246 8326 Time to dig out the green shirts and hats for one of the biggest parties of the year. Irish Pub Night is back March 16th, and once again this year it features Garrett Gregory and a lot of fun dancing and games. Early tickets are just $40. They're available at Zephy.com until February the 7th. Uh, tickets after February 7th, $50. And we'll find out more details from the Border City Rotary Club on Tuesday. I think your mom is going to come in. I imagine she probably will. And I think we might have a special guest leprechaun that day <gasps> wow. as well. Tune in. Registration is now open for Meridian Soccer in Lloydminster. Wendy Wagner joined us on the Tuesday Night Sports Show last week and told us they have different age groups, skill levels for all. And this year, Meridian Soccer has started a new campaign. We have a capital project this year and we're calling it Light Up VLA. 
So we are working with um, ATCO and a couple other organizations that we're hoping will help us um, get some lights up at VLA so we can actually run fall programming. So extend our season a little bit um, and also make it a little bit more of a safer area for our players to come and play soccer for an extended season. So that soccer, that's located where? VLA is actually just north of the Legion, so it's east of ES Laird School. So Okay, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's a beautiful pitch kind of tucked away, but yeah, we're hoping that we can get some lights installed this year to um, light up our pitches and um, create a, a nicer environment for our soccer players. The Todd Gustafson Memorial Hockey Game, known as the Battle of the Badges, is March 9th at 12.30 at the Civic Center. The Lloydminster RCMP looked to avenge last year's loss to the fire department. Entry to the game is a non-perishable food item for the Olive Tree, Salvation Army, or cash donation. And the game is also a fundraiser for Big Brothers and Big Sisters Youth Mentorship Programs here in Lloydminster. Now, speaking of firefighters, Mark Lane is a veteran of the Lloydminster Fire Department. And this March, he is heading to San Francisco for the strongest firefighter competition wouldn't you like to be there, Letty? All the hot yeah, firefighters with no shirts. Sounds right like on the, be there too. Right or... on the pier in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, Paul and I were talking about, you know, what we should. Yeah, I bet you were talking what we, about that. <laughs> what we should be doing is going down to San Francisco with Mark and doing a show with Mark from the pier. Oh, In yeah. San Francisco and broadcasting back to Lloydminster so everybody can see how good. And I think it's going to be like, I mean, San Francisco's chilly. In Is the it? summer. I've never... But that's going to be a whole thing. My whole San Francisco thing was just a stopover on the way to Phoenix, I think I was going. Just enough to get a little bowl of, like, clam chowder or something and whatever yeah. was there. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> just enough. Yeah. But, so fun. Yeah. Mark, uh, Mark told us he's looking for some community support. Uh, from a young age, I've always loved sports. Uh, as I grew up, strength training became more, of, more and more of a part of my life as I became an adult and uh, specifically the strongman aspect of it came into play more so as my role as a firefighter developed within the city. Um, I am one of the captains with the, the fire department here now and I, in running my shift, safety is our biggest uh, factor and I want to ensure that I am in physical uh, shape enough to handle any situation that may need to be, happen or be done to keep our members and the community members safe. And uh, the strongman is uh, lifting odd objects and heavy objects uh, in many different ways, and that translates extremely well to our job at the fire hall there. The Border City Collectors Show and Sale is Saturday, March 9th. It runs 9 to 5 in the WS Convention Center here at the Lloydminster Exhibition. The show features antiques, toys, collectibles, memorabilia, and more. It's only $5 to get in. Uh, families are 15, and children 12 and under get in for free. And the 6th Annual Dewberry Cutter Rally is March the 16th, presented by the Dewberry Chuckwagon Racing Heritage Society. A driver entry is $60, with three great prizes up for grabs, including $1,000. A rider entry is $40, with another three great prizes, including a saddle. And ghost hands are $30, or two for 50, with cash prizes of $1,000 and $500. Registration runs 10 to noon at the Marwain Community Hall, and they also have a chili supper and a hot dog lunch planned as well. For more information, including early registration, you can call Buddy at 780-871-1016.
Superior Water specializes in nothing but water, and with over 23 years in the business, they're proud and confident that their water and their service is superior. For iron filters, water softeners, reverse osmosis distillers, chlorine removal, and H2S odor removal, give Superior Water a call, 780-875-6636, or visit them at 57th Avenue, right beside Sheepskin Loft, and stay hydrated with pure, clean water. I drink wa uh, Superior Water because I like the taste, and I believe it is superior we'll take this break and when we come back we're going to talk to eleni young about her music career how she got into singing and then we'll talk about this uh this first album that she's got a kickstarter going for as well and i will ask what is a kickstarter in just a moment i'm brian zinchuk of pipelineonline.ca i used to be a pipeliner and i've spent the last 15 years reporting on energy in saskatchewan PipelineOnline.ca provides comprehensive coverage of light oil, heavy oil, lithium, helium, power production, including coal, wind, solar, geothermal, natural gas, and nuclear. There's a lot happening in Saskatchewan's energy sector, and Pipeline Online is there for all of it. No one else comes even close. It's more than just taxes at LNACPA. Assurance, accounting, retirement planning, estate planning, business consulting, financial consulting, farm program support, and bookkeeping. But yes, there is always taxes. The team at LNACPA is committed to helping you achieve your best results and will be there to assist you every step of the way. LNACPA, with offices in Provost, Vermilion, and Lloydminster. At Jason Arden Associates Cooperators, we're proud to be a top-rated local insurance company that offers flexible solutions and expert advice for all your insurance and investment needs. We'll work with you to tailor your insurance specific to your needs, and we offer investment advice that always puts you first. At Cooperators, one of our core values is to give back to the communities that we live in. Thanks to the support of our clients in Whitminster and area, in 2023, Jason Arden & Associates has donated $40,000 to local nonprofits, charities, students, athletes, and other special events. How does your insurance company support our community? Welcome back to Lloydminster Exhibition. Lenny Young is joining us today. I do want to tell you about Wellings of Lloydminster. You know, you're looking for that uh, step in between your home and a seniors facility. Wellings of Lloydminster is not a seniors facility. It is a gorgeous set of villas with a clubhouse for those 55 and older. It's a community. You know, and the, people always say, well, can't you just move mom and dad into an apartment? Can't mom and dad move into an apartment? Well, in an apartment, you've got thin walls. If you're looking at a condo, that's just a fancy word for an apartment. Let's, let's probably all lots of that. stairs and lots of stairs, elevators. not necessarily an elevator, right? In some apartments, not. right? But at Wellings, this is where you're still independent. Hmm. So you want a garage, you got a garage, oh. you want to have a pet, you got a pet. Oh, you know, if there's, if there's no shoveling your walk or anything like that. And, and it means, yeah, taking your furniture with you, I mean, take, you know, you got a favorite chair, take it with you. It means having that second bedroom if you do have company yet. Point. You've got your independence, but you also have less 
worries. And that's what Wellings is all about. And if you haven't heard of this yet, I completely understand that because it's completely new to Lloydminster. And while it's new to Lloydminster, it's not new to Alberta or Canada. They have facilities in Ontario, they have facilities in Alberta, and they're very well known. And they also have a really, really good lease policy. So if you want to take a look, I suggest you give Darlene a call at Wellings and just go over and have a look at one of these gorgeous villas. 780-872-8537. They're over by the new Petro Canada and 7-Eleven. Eleni Young, uh, you know her from uh, her music, I'm sure, but you also, I'm sure, have seen her with her mom <laughs> at Spiro's and uh, supporting the community through a lot of things that they have done. And now she's kind of turned that around and she's looking for support from the community. And uh, we're excited to have her here. So thanks for being here, Lenny. Oh, thanks for having me. It feels weird to be just by myself. It's also a lot quieter <laughs> in here. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> just kidding, mom. Eleni, <laughs> uh, um, you grew up in Lloydminster. Born and raised. Okay. Um, you told me on one other show mm -hmm. that you were a badass growing up. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, yeah. You told me I, I was a badass growing up. So when did you start singing? Oh, I've been singing forever. Well, were you singing when you were a badass? Oh, yeah. If you go do a deep dive through my Facebook, don't, though. I'm watching you. If you add me as a friend just to do this, I will unfriend you. <laughs> if you do a deep dive through my Facebook, you will find all sorts of covers and like songs I wrote and playing my guitar, all from probably as early as um, probably 14 is when I probably started to like do it on Facebook. But I've been doing it forever. So when you say you're a badass, what do you mean? Like, oh, well, I don't know. What do you mean? Well, you I, said it. No, I, I just assume like, because your mom has told me like you threw parties and stuff oh, yeah, like that. Oh yeah, threw parties. And, yeah, you know, and and things like that. But you know, like, okay. what what when did you say I'm no longer a badass? I feel like I should plead the fifth here. Like <laughs> anything I say that could incriminate me. <laughs> well, I, I just want to get a feeling for who you are, okay. like, because I know who you are now. Yeah. But I also want to understand how you got to be okay. who you are. Well, I, let's see, where do we start? So I, um, I grew up in Lloydminster, born and raised. Everybody knows me for Spiro's, um, which Spiro and Tina were pretty much like parents to me. They still are. I mean, I see them more than enough times a day <laughs> and I love them so much. Um, but my biological father was a alcoholic and he had really gr great traits. I mean, he was hilarious and he, you know, he had some really good traits, um, but he was um, verbally not such a great guy. He did a lot of verbal abuse. Um, he, he was rageful and angry and just all these things that I would argue that a girl with that relationship with her dad, it's pretty detrimental, you know, for a guy maybe to have a relationship like that with their father. It's, you could, I don't know, I, I'm not in that position, but I feel like you could brush it off a little easier than if you have like daddy issues as a girl. I don't know. So I grew up with a dad who was pretty emotionally absent and not super involved and an alcoholic. So he was an addict. And so um, our family is just a bunch of codependents at this point, you know? And so I think that as early as I could get myself into trouble, I was doing it. I mean, like... More so to be noticed? I think. 
I think that's kind of the root of the daddy issues thing is because you're not getting attention at home. You're just doing things to get attention. That's, that's probably the best way for me to put it maybe. Um, and so I, I just got into a lot of trouble. I don't really know how to be more specific about it, literally without incriminating myself. Like are we talking here. about jail or are we talking about... I did about go to the drunk just, tank one just, time. Well, but our, That's got to count for something. It does, but I know a lot of people. <laughs> I know. You've <laughs> probably done the drunk tank, I'm sure. I haven't actually. Oh. No, I never have. But, hmm. but when it comes to um, like just getting in trouble with your parents, right? Hmm. Throwing those All parties. kinds of trouble. Yeah. Getting, getting in trouble with my parents, getting in trouble at school. Um, spent so much time in the principal's office back in, I don't know, maybe they still have it, but back in uh, the school I grew up in. I have a hard we had time reflection room. That. Really? I do. Okay. Well, just stick around long you, enough you know? and I'll pound you. you a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I got into a ton of trouble. And I think the root of it, Kurt, was that I just like needed attention. I needed to feel like I was seen and to feel like I was you know, stir in the pot a little bit just for my own emotional incapacity, if that makes sense. So when do things change? When do, when do you start, stop getting into trouble? I was 16 and um, I, <laughs> I had <laughs> trespassed in, onto this shop. <laughs> Okay, and this is you're just like the the tea is coming out. Oh, this is this is coffee talk (laughs) now. All the boys are gonna be talking about this at the Tim Hortons. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll (laughs) reel it in a little bit. Um, So I found this shop somewhere out of town. That's that's all I'm gonna say. And they had all these tires, like it was like a tire shop. And the shop itself was like an airport hangar. It was huge. And so my friends and I were like booze cruising one night and we found the shop and we were like how fun would it be to have a party here so we did so we had this party i i mean hundreds of people followed my little cobalt (laughs) out of town to find this party which i'm not disclosing where it is and um at this party i had recognized no i had recognized a girl who was with these men, guys, boys that I did not recognize. And I was like, I know everybody in Lloyd, but I do not know those people. Who are these people? <laughs> and I was a little bit intoxicated, etc. Let's just say that. And I saw this guy who had his shirt unbuttoned a little and I was just like, you know, like just being creepy and weird. This is so not what I signed up for today. <laughs> it really isn't, is it? No. Um, and then that was like, that was that interaction. And I swear this does have, this fits in with the whole story. So that was in August. In September, I was going to grade 11 and just living this like crazy life. Like I was drinking a lot. I was um, involved in a lot of drugs and I was just like, wee, and um, not doing very well in school. I had actually just got back from boarding school. So that just goes to show me. Um, and uh, this girl that I had recognized at this party Um, She messaged me on Facebook um, and she said, hey, do you want to sing in the talent show with me? I know that you sing from your Facebook videos. And I was just like, girl, we are like, we're 16 or you're 17. Like we don't do talent shows like that's so lame, but okay. So I I did it and, and we met up. So it was me and her. And then we met up with her boyfriend, Cole, at the time. And we all went to Starbucks. Cheers. And the three of us just hung out and I can't really explain what exactly it was, but there was something so safe about those two. Like they were so 
kind and just so safe and and they didn't drink and they didn't I mean they partied that one time but they didn't really like their lifestyle wasn't at all like my but yet for some reason I felt like there was this like connection between us so um, a month goes by give or take and then they keep talking about this guy named Jeremiah and I'm just thinking like Jeremiah who names their kid Jeremiah that's a dumb name like if you're not a bullfrog don't name your kid that like you know what I'm saying so about a month goes by of the three of us hanging out contain yourself Kurt and they bring this gentleman named Jeremiah to our hangout at Starbucks and I'm just like oh my god and he was like oh my god and I was like you're the guy with the unbuttoned shirt the from the party <laughs> you're the he was like, yeah I can't even do it <laughs> <laughs> and he was like you're the creep from the party and it was just this like but anyways we I was just like I'm so sorry I'm not that creepy in real life but maybe I am I don't know and after that, I guess we hit it off and we all became friends. The four of us became really good friends. We would just hang out. We would play board games. We would drink tea. Like it was such a chill friendship that required no need for me to do stupid things in order to get attention. You know, it required really not a lot of effort. We were talking a little bit before this about like putting in effort. And for some people in some relationships, it's just so easy to, to work at it. And this friendship that we had was so easy and safe and so great and and even like there were times when you know my dad and i would get into it like literally fist fighting and and jer would just you know he'd come pick me up in his car and i will also say like his car's passenger door didn't work so like, you'd have to like crawl through like it was a hole this time of my life was wild too um and then those two broke up and then jer and i were like well i still really like you, you as a friend like let's keep hanging out and then like that's kind of how I came out of that party phase and into like this safety net phase where I felt like I had in this weird way that attention like almost satisfied. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but like I didn't need to do stupid things with these people. It was just this like mm -hmm. safe place. And that's so amazing. That's yeah. a great story. Yeah. That really is an awesome story. Like yeah. your singing yeah. got you noticed. Yeah. And then you, you start hanging out with the right people, mm -hmm. you know, like your mom at the time must've been like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on with Lenny, but I love it. <laughs> right? Well, I think they were like, she's 16 and this boy is like homeschooled. Like he, like, you know, what, are, what is happening here? And is this Maybe serious? his parents were bullfrogs. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know <laughs> to this day. Um, so I, I think that at first my mom was like, ee, but like when you meet Jerry, you're like, oh man, that's such a nice overall, just a nice guy. And he's the same today. In fact, probably better, but like, he's the same as he was when he was 16. And he was just like, he was like a little adult. And I think they were like, wow, Lenny actually like found a mature young man, which mm -hmm. is like shocking for everybody involved, myself included. And um, so we, we ended up dating, we ended up getting married. And so, yay, we're almost 10, well, we're almost 10 years into marriage and which is fun, but, um, he, that situation and Jer, I think was like the most notable point for me in terms of like pursuing music. Cause he was like cheering me on, you know, he was like, we met at this talent show or because of this talent show. And, and now he's just like, okay, what's next? Did he have talent too? Like, was he singing? No, oh, no, okay. no, okay. he wasn't he, part of that. No, he, um, he can play almost any instrument. Like he has the ear, 
Um, but he does not. He does not sing. That's interesting. Not even a little bit. When you were <laughs> when you were little, did you sing in church? I mean, I grew up like going to church and singing. Because you know it's it's rooted in your family. You're, you have mm -hmm. deep faith. Yeah. Um, so I wondered if if even when you were a badass, if you, if those, <laughs> you know, if you were singing in, singing at church, I'm going to church. Yeah, I I was going to church. Was I really like invested in it? Not overly, right, but I was right. I was attending. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course when Jared and I met, I started going to his church, and that was also kind of a really notable part of my journey, my faith journey, because it was different and new, but also it required a, a little bit more for, from me, which I think was something that I needed. You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like I needed mm -hmm. an investment in faith, not just like this, not that this is what I grew up with, but I, I needed to find faith for myself and not sort of like hang off the coattails of my grandparents, which was what I had been doing. Um, and you asked about singing in church. Like I grew up with a beat, like a an amazing worship band like we had the bongos and we had like you know the piano and the guitar and the electric guitar and the bass guitar and the drums like it was this whole and the synth we, we had such an amazing worship experience growing up or i did and it was just like that was just a part of my life and i like i always remember being like so excited for the singing and then i would like fall asleep for the preaching <laughs> <laughs> but you know but but your singing gets you noticed how did how did the talent contest go Oh, I choked. Like, I'm not a performer. I don't like to do that stuff. But I, it was just like, it was fun. I don't know. It's interesting to hear you say, I'm not a performer. I'm not. Not even a little bit. But you are a performer. Like, wow. you know, you and Daryl did a did a concert together. I was an online so, concert. so nervous for that. I yeah. can't even, like, thinking about it right now, I have butterflies. Like, I'm nervous for something that already happened. What? I'm not, I don't like to do it. I I lead worship at our church every Sunday, and to me that feels so natural. But for me to like perform my own songs or something, I'd want to throw up. So, <laughs> so the um, the Victory Theater has this uh, local talent. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, would you ever apply for that? No. You wouldn't. No. That's interesting. I would throw up. You would. I the one time that I performed, um, where was I? It was in St. Louis, I think. And I was singing for 40,000 people in the Lucas Oil, no, not Lucas Oil Stadium. The oil stadium, or the, the football stadium in St. Louis. I just don't remember what it's called. It doesn't matter. Um, I, we did sound check and I ran to the bathroom and literally had my head in the toilet until it was time for me to perform. Like, I literally will puke. I'm not lying about that. It's so bad. I just get so nervous. You ever, like, you ever think, like, if I just keep doing it, I'll get over it? Yeah. I've gotten better, but it's still, like... <sighs> and I think it's also rooted in this need to be um, affirmed by people. Like, I think it, it's rooted in my daddy issues, maybe, that I have, where, like, I didn't have a dad that was like, wow, great job, honey. Like, I never had that, so I... I but you feel had a like I bet that was like that. Yes and no, but I just never had that opportunity to, to get that. Does that make sense? Sometimes it's hard to take grandpa seriously. Too. Well, you know, well, Puck grandpa's got to gotta love me, right? He's yeah. got to love me. That's true. Not, not like I don't yeah. take him seriously. It's just like, well, he's got to say that because yeah. I'm his granddaughter. So <laughs> of course true. he thinks I'm the best. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. So when do you start writing your own music? Oh man, I've been writing forever. Again. Um, I got a poem published in a book when I was nine. 
And so writing has always like as long as I've been able to write, I I've been writing. Mrs. Andruschuk, if you're watching, you'll remember in my English class because I grew up um, in the French immersion school. So we had like an hour of English every day. I would write these like while my sister and I are at the restaurant, you know, getting into trouble or not getting into trouble. Um, I would sit in the office on like Microsoft Word 97 and I would type these stories and they were all, like so imaginative and so like wild. <laughs> they were called Adventures with Eleni and I would incorporate, you know, kids from my class and, and it was just like this whole thing and it was like just these stories and I've been writing those forever and I would write poems and I would write you know long stories and short stories and writing and writing and writing and then when I was eight I got a um, like a Yamaha keyboard a big one and because I had been in piano since I was like three um, my mom wanted my grandparents and my mom and dad all went together and bought me this keyboard so that I didn't have to practice my piano in the living room on this big upright piano <laughs> So I got to hide in my room and jam, and I found out that this piano, this keyboard, had a recording feature. So it's like, haha. So I would record, tick, and I would like play, and then I would take my poems and I would like sing along to the song that I made. Like it was just. Like, you're nine years old. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and so that's kind of where like that songwriting aspect started. But I've been writing forever, and I've been playing piano for forever. So always faith based poems oh no or? they were like about boys and heartbreaks and stupid stuff yeah i don't know just all kinds of stuff but your music has been mostly faith-based right the music i've put out has been faith-based yeah but you do have other stuff that oh it's not so last night i was up till well actually example we were we were driving home from the mountains um on monday and the only stretch of road that jared trusts me to drive <laughs> is edmonton to lloydminster <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was so tired, so he like surrendered the steering wheel to me and fell asleep. And while, like, I think I was just passing the Tempo gas station, or we had just pulled out of there or something. And I got this like amazing song, like just tick. And I was like, ah. So, like, I propped my phone up tick, here on the thing, and, and I'm like <laughs> writing it and driving, like, hoping that it's coming out the way that I want it to, you know, without looking at this phone. And my husband's sleeping, my kids are sleeping, and I'm like recording a voice memo so that I don't forget it. And so um, I finished it before I hit Vagerville. And then I came home and last night I was up till like 11.30, like producing it. And it's a song about my husband. And we're like, I, he doesn't know about it yet. Well, he does now. Well, he does now. He's probably not even watching. If he watches, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell him not to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> After you everything dare. I just exposed. Yeah. The. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As if he needs more self confidence. Oh, literally. Yeah. His head is like. <laughs> yeah. So, when do you start taking music seriously? Like, when does it become, you know, mm. I think I can record, I think I can. 20. And who encourages you? Oh, Jer, 100%. 2015 or 24. 2014, I wanted to write a song to Jer for a wedding. Like, I had written it. I just wanted to record it. And I had a mutual friend whose husband owned a studio in Edmonton in his mom's garage. And I was like, cool, deadly. And so I went there and I was just like, this is awesome. Wait, I should back up, back up, back up, back up. In 2011, I get accepted into the Art Institute of Vancouver 
and the plan is for me to do an audio engineering degree. So the process to get accepted into that was wild. I had to have like base level knowledge on um, a DAW, like a, a digital audio workstation. So I learned Pro Tools. I had to buy some gear so that I could have stuff to work with when I'm in school. Um, I had to do the like, music theory test. I had to go for an interview in Vancouver. And of course I had to secure housing. So I get there, do the interview, pass, and they're like, welcome in. And I'm like, cool. And we're looking for places to live and you cannot find a place to live. Even the dorms were like three grand a month. And it was just like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> like I knew going in that the process of finding housing was gonna be crazy, but mm -hmm. I don't think any of us like expected it to be $3,000 like base. And you're like sharing a room with someone, like it's not like, so. Um, yeah, Calgary, there was just a story about a guy from Calgary who flies to Vancouver for school and then what? flies back. It's a real thing, oh. yeah, Google it. Yeah, CTV had it as a story, and I know a lot of people were questioning it, but if he thinks it's cheaper, and that's what he was doing, then it's, he's probably right. What in the world? Yeah, well, that probably would have been a cheaper alternative, truly. Um, so I was pretty bummed it didn't work out. I never ended up going. Um, so I stayed home and did Lakeland here, which I'm very happy that I did, because I think that was really important. But at the time, it was just like heartbreaking, because yeah. that was like, so um, in 2014, I go to these this friend's garage in Edmonton. And I'm just like, wow, look at all this gear. <laughs> look at this like board and look at all these knobs. And I'm like, Whoa, like this is what I, <laughs> I'm obsessed with this stuff. And it was yeah. like me like wanting to like touch stuff. And like, it was so fun and just invigorating really. And so I recorded the song um, and we put it, I surprised Jer by putting it on like the background, I think of like our wedding video, like after the fact, so it was cute. And then I had like these other songs and I was like, hey, do you guys wanna do more songs? So I recorded these songs and it was such a, such an experience cause I didn't come into that process like with creative direction for these songs. So we would sit on this couch and we would play like other songs and we would be like, okay, this, this is the vibe. I like this vibe. And then we kind of like make our own version of that, which was fun. Um, so I released that EP in 2016 and I want to delete it, but I, I'm not, it's there for the taking. Cause like my brain and everything has just changed so much since then. And I like, I just don't want anything to do with that anymore, but it was really important for my journey and getting to where I am today, I think. So in 2017, I had met, um, in Indianapolis, I had met some friends that we had talked like on Instagram, Joseph and Caitlin Salamita. And um, they own a studio in South Florida. And I was just like, I just, I wanna work with you guys. What does that look like? And they were like, I mean, come down and we'll figure something out. And so I did. And I went down to South Florida and it was like family. We just clicked. It was just like, it was almost the same scenario as when I had met Jer and and it was just this feeling of like, ah, oh, this feels like home, you know? Not South Florida, but like the people. And so um, we just started recording some singles and I recorded actually, um, the first song I put out was Greater Works and it was, I recorded it in um, Gary Amandrude's basement. I recorded the vocals 
And then I like got to FaceTime in for the BGVs that were coming in in South Florida. Like it was like a kind of a remote situation. Um, <coughs> so yeah. And then the first time I actually went there would have been a little bit after that. But yeah, it was super fun and just so great. And I just love them. So that's when you start releasing music. Yeah. Okay. I'm, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about putting that music mm -hmm. all on an album. Or is it recording new music? Ooh. We'll ask Eleni that when we come back here to the Lloydminster Exhibition on Live with Kurt Price. Spin to Win has returned to the new Lloydminster Nissan. See our incredible selection in the big blue building and spin the big wheel with your purchase. And at the new Lloydminster Nissan, shopping local isn't just something we say, it's something we do. That's why Spin to Win features fantastic local prizes, including Lambert travel gift cards and more. And right now, the new Lloydminster Nissan is overstocked. See our incredible new lineup and pre-owned inventory ASAP. We're in the big blue building on Highway 16 West. The new Lloydminster Nissan. We won't sell you a car. We'll help you buy one. How can you help support the oil and gas industry and jobs in Western Canada? The answer is closer than you think. Sell your scrap metals to PWM Steel. PWM sells scrap iron to Evraz, located in Regina. Evraz's number one customer is the energy sector, building pipes and plates for the oil and gas industry. PWM Steel is your locally owned metal recycler and steel service center in the area. Plus, they're a strong supporter of the community. PWM Steel, your top steel supplier for Alberta and Saskatchewan for 40 years. At Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high-quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering smokies, pulled pork, roast beef, and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing, and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers, and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder Smoker. Complete the grilling experience with a Canadian-made, award-winning line of House of Q barbecue sauces. We're locally owned and operated, and we look forward to seeing you today. We're back here at the Lloyd Mr. Exhibition, and uh, Eleni Young is our uh, guest. She has uh, got a Kickstarter going to raise some funds for a new album, which will also be her first album. She's talked about EPs, and, and we're kind of to that point now where you're recording EPs, recording songs once mm -hmm. in a while. And uh, now here you are today, and how many singles have you released? Oh, that's a great question. I think eight, maybe? Okay. Something like that. So you want to make it this album, mm -hmm. and I kind of, I was asking you that, I said, don't answer this yet. <laughs> but is, is this an album that basically you have the music already, and you got to make the album and release it in physical copies and et cetera, or is this, I'm going in to record new music? This is all new. Okay. And it is so great. So the, the music I had put out before was very, um, I'm not going to say it, it wasn't, I've just, I've evolved, I think as a person, as an artist. So when I was telling you about that EP, like that little five track album, if you will, a little mini yep. one I put yep. out, it was like. I look back and I'm like, oh, I just want to delete it because it's not who I am now. And I just want to get rid of it, which is not nor like, that's not good. Just let, let it be. People still listen to it. Like I still get streams on it every day, but you know, I'm just like, ugh. Um, so the music I had been putting, I have been putting out after that EP um, are very churchy. And I did that a little bit, a little bit on purpose. My strategy was I was trying to like penetrate a market that 
would listen to my music and my thought process was like okay once we get once I get some faithful listeners I can start to slide some more music out that's a little more closer to to my style which is like kind of poppy so the first music you would describe it as churchy gospel not christian rock no not like that no but, it'd be like but not far from it well you like you, the song greater works gets sung at church events all over like it's a church song it's mm -hmm. very churchy it's fact like the verbiage in it is like king james version like it's very and i did that on purpose because i was trying to to penetrate a market that I knew would listen to that kind of a, a song. And then um, I've collaborated with some really great artists that are within sort of the organization that I'm in. And and we've made some really cool church songs. Well, and, and to be perfectly honest, that music, you can tell when you sing it where it's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. So I... Um, a year ago today, actually, I, I would have been in Florida. I had booked my flight for this trip a year ago in, I think, October or November. And I was going to Florida for um, a worship conference. And I was like, while I'm in South Florida, I'm obviously going to go to Vanquish because that's what we do. And so I was like, hey, hey, Joseph, Caitlin, I'm coming. Let's like get some stuff ready. And they're like, cool, what do you have? And I was like, I have nothing. Normally I have like all kinds of songs that I could just whip out and Chris, my producer, will like whip up a track. And, and I, I showed up at, you know, not showed up. I, I had hit November and I was like, I have nothing. This is not good, no bueno. So I, um, in my fear of like not really knowing what I was doing. I just set up a bunch of co-writes with people that I knew were really strong writers. And I was like, I need help. I had had like several song starts, but a lot of them were like really different than what I had been recording. So I was a little bit nervous about it. And so I would hop on a write and I'd be like, here's the concept. Here's how it goes. And they're like, this is awesome. Yes. And we'd write this song and I'd be like, I, love how this song turned out it was so cool and it was so true to me and it was so poppy and it just came so naturally and i was like ah and then the second right and it was like same third right same we ended up uh recording five six songs that and like writing and recording they are so awesome these songs are so cool um they're really sassy there's a lot of genre crossover which i'm so hyped about like there's one song that's like John Mayer jazz soft alternative rock there's one that's like almost country actually consistently that I released in um, June that was part of this project and we almost put a fiddle on it like that was what it like it was just so different and it was so fun so all of these songs are gonna be brand new I have one coming out um, in a month what's today the 21st oh we're recording it a little earlier <laughs> 27th um, it's the 27th today on March 22nd. I have a single coming out from this project and it is like straight pop and so fun. And I love it so much. March 22nd, March 22nd. Okay. So I'm pumped about it. So all this music is the, that you recorded is for the new album. Mm -hmm. Do you have to record more music for the album or are well, you done I recording? Do. 
Well, then I ran into this problem where in November, oh, this is such a, okay, and to short, short story it, in November, I was nominated for five GMA awards, Gospel Music Association awards. I was so pumped. I went there to Kitchener, Ontario, and I thought like, it'd be like a lot to hope for to come home with five awards. So like, maybe I'll get one. Did I ever come home with nothing? <laughs> so I'm on the airplane, empty handed, and I don't, I don't base my singing stuff off of awards. Like they're cool, but I, I'm doing my own thing and it's nice to get recognized, but it's also like whatever. Mm -hmm. So I come home I'm, or I'm on the airplane home and I'm just like, that sucked. Like it sucked to not feel recognized for any of the stuff I'm doing. I, I um, performed there, absolutely bombed it in the worst way. Like it was such an experience. I'm so happy. Like I, I don't think it was anywhere people filmed. I don't know. It was bad. It was so bad. Why was it bad? Why do you think? First of all, in soundcheck, my microphone was freestanding. So I grabbed it and it's a really, it's my song Egypt. So it's really movement-y. And I was like moving around the stage and like, I wasn't going to stand there with my holding the mic on the mic stand. Like it was just like, I need, so I got out there. The track had already started. My ears were blowing out because somehow when I clipped it in, I think I like cranked the, the pack. So my ears, it's like, in my ears, like I can't, I can hear nothing. My microphone cord is wrapped around the stand. And before like I used logic, I decided I'm just gonna unwrap it. Well, I have to walk around the stand while I'm singing the song <laughs> to try to unwrap it. I forget the words to the song because it's, it's my own song. Okay, but, you did bother. Oh, it was yeah, so you bad. Did. Okay, you like, convinced me. People laughed, like it was like, and I started off the night. I was the bookend of the night. <gasps> Anyways. So it was well, you're so, always the first one. Why? I, yeah, why? you noticed that you're always yeah. first. So I, yeah. Anyways, I did the thing, and and anyways, <laughs> so I'm sitting there on the airplane. And I'm like, what the heck? Maybe it's time for me to like go back to my real love, which kind of stems from that recording button on my piano. And I was like, maybe I need to focus on like just production. Like I've wanted to do this forever, but I've never had the wherewithal I've been slowly building my studio because that's also expensive like when you're trying mm -hmm. to record projects and singles and you're also like trying to build a studio like it's one or the other a lot so um I've got this really rookie studio set up and I've been kind of adding to it and I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna go to YouTube University and I'm gonna learn music production and then I'm gonna just say goodbye to the artist thing Granted, I already have this like album recorded and I'm ready to like throw it away. Like, I'm just like, we're done here. So I get home, I'm like, well, the best way for me to learn production is to just like start with songs that are already done and then kind of like revamp them. So on my Instagram, I post this sad pop cover of a song called I Can Only Imagine from like the early 2000s. And people really liked it. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. People were like, wow. And I was like, huh? See, I didn't need no award. I got people liking my stuff. Like, you know. Yeah. So I post another one and it starts to get like each video gets a little more traction. And then I post the song Holy Forever and it goes viral, like over a million views. And I start to get like all these followers and I'm just like, uh, uh, uh. and it just keeps like the momentum keeps going. I keep posting and I keep it goes viral again and then. I keep getting followers and so from 
November, like leaving that GMA award conference thing, I had 6,500 followers, which I thought I was like, bruh, look at me go. Yeah. <laughs> and now like I have over 50,000 followers on Instagram and they're wow. like, and so anyways, long to make the long story even shorter. Um, I felt pretty at peace about like the artist thing. Cause I was like, okay, people are starting to comment on like, not the production, but like, they're like, I love your voice. I love your style. I love what you're doing. And I'm just like, okay, okay. I think we can probably make this album happen. Um, shortly after all that kind of started, I had applied for grants several months before and had gotten like the first rejection letter that was like, Oh, hell no. Like they were like, you're not commercially viable, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, I'm not commercially viable. Like I have data to show you that I am absolutely commercial. It just felt like such a, you know? And so I'm like, okay, let, hopefully maybe another one comes through and it works out. And let me just say, before you ask this project that I'm wanting to put out is about 50 grand. Not 15, 50. That is like, that's a really good down payment on a house. That's a car. That's like a whole car. Some cars aren't that much money. Come see us at Nissan. (laughs) And spin to win. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I've already paid for a lot of it. And so for me to not get these grants, I was like, oh no. (sighs) So as my instagram and tiktok goes this way my like overall morale (laughs) goes this way because i'm like how am i gonna fund this thing that i and now i've got like followers that will actually listen and they'll they'll actually like be engaged and so i like i prayed about it and i was like i don't know what to do i feel really torn because i've i've done a kick or a gofundme before and it totally flunked i did it for like my birthday a few years ago and it was just like I was asking for $5,000 and I think I got like 250 bucks. And I was like, my humility <laughs> cannot right. be humili- humid, humilified <laughs> any more than that ever again. Like that was such a, that like fear of rejection really just manifested itself. So what's um, the difference to Kickstarter and GoFundMe? GoFundMe is you pretty much get the funds, like no matter if it's, you know, you have a goal of eight thousand dollars if you get 250 bucks you still get it kickstarter all or nothing all or nothing so i don't know what like possessed me to do a kickstarter but i think for me it was like the idea that maybe people just need a deadline to give i don't know right and i'm at the point where i'm just like okay we have like 19 days to go or however many on february 27th (laughs) and and right now i'm over I'm 52% funded, which is amazing. Like way more than I had been forever ago, but oh, I'm still feeling a little nervous. I see what you mean. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's a huge difference. Like I might as well just applied for another grant and got rejected. That's so what, like, what, what happens to the money if you don't get it? If you don't get Well, it's just pledges. So you pledge to give. Oh, so on March 10th, when the Kickstarter ends, if I get fully funded, fully pledged or backed, I guess is the word that they use, then that money will come off of your credit card. Right. If not, then you just it never comes off, off your credit card. Right. But yeah. um, what does the, the $8,000 do mm-hmm. for the 50000 Like what? Oof. You know what I mean? Like, so if this $8,000 will be just 
getting my songs out of post-production. So post-production means like the vocals are done. The track is pretty much done. Now we need to mix it and we need to tune the vocals. That's a whole other thing. Like it's not as simple as like throwing it in auto-tune mode and hoping for the best. Like somebody, that's a professional job. Someone edits the vocals so that they sound good and, and then someone mixes it and then someone masters it. And that all costs so much money. And so I was like, okay, I think I can figure out the rest if I could at least get these songs out of post. Right, right. So, so how, 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 where would it move you down the line to like, like, I'm, I think people might think, well, if I, if we do this $8,000, you'll have a new album, you'll have an album out Monday. <laughs> not, not quite, but what, what would be the timeline? Um, <clears throat> so, we're going to do something called a waterfall release. And what that means is um, we're going to, I have a song coming out from the album um, on March 22nd. I've already kind of mentioned that one. Yep. And then I'm going to release another song in, at the beginning of April. No, not April. Sorry. The beginning of May, like a single from the project. And then I'm going to re release a third single. And then at the end of summer or like early fall, I'm going to drop the whole album. Okay. And it's going to be like a deluxe option as well which will have some like featured artists from canada which is cool <laughs> you don't want to say too much <laughs> no um, so it's a whole thing um do you have the artwork for the album done do you have all that kind of stuff because when you go to your kickstarter yeah, there's a really nice kind of funky oh, that was kim picture. yeah kim is the best um so I, I have a team. I've formed a team over the years that are, and every single person on that team is just like handpicked because they're amazing. I don't have a label. I'm not signed. Um, since this like Instagram TikTok situation has been a whole thing, um, I've I've had some op opportunities come through, and I've just. They don't feel right. Like they, I turned them down because they're. I wouldn't be allowed to work with my team anymore, and I would lose all creative liberty and freedom on my project. And so I've like. Like you could have signed with a label. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's not what it seems. When I say like signing with a label, it sounds amazing. But there's a reason why Taylor Swift is doing what she's doing right now and pulling like she pulled out of a label Brett and re-recorded Brett Kissel yeah that's one really close to home like labels are not all that they're cracked up to be let's just say that they don't always have the the artist's best interests at heart they it's a business right and fair enough you know um I know a girl specifically in Nashville who got signed hear me out they signed her and she was like so eager she was like trigger happy as soon as she got any opportunity she just signed they signed her just so she couldn't compete with an artist that they have under their label. Because they're like, you kind of have the same vibe. So they signed her and she was like thinking she's going to get the moon and the stars. And they were like, we actually just don't want you to sign with anyone else. And like, she didn't know that going in, but right. it right. sucks. Yeah, we're, so, we're going to hold your music back because mm -hmm. we have other interests. Yeah. yeah, you're not commercially viable, but your sound is really good. That's pretty much like you don't, we don't want you're, you to you're not pretty yeah. enough. You don't have nice enough, you know, your body, you're a little bit overweight. Like you're, it's a whole thing. It's a business that is so, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the best word yep. to describe it. So um, independent, I've formed a team that I think kind of works really well. 
And um, so through that, it's been cool because I don't have the artwork. I don't have money for the artwork right mm-hmm. now. Like that's just, that's another expense that I don't have. Um, but we have a plan and it's just kind of like, if I can get, you know, so step one. Yeah. If I can get this $8,000 and think it would be helpful to like, yeah, I don't know. And March 10th is the deadline. Yeah. And to be totally honest, like I wanted to do 10 and it seemed like, it just seemed like too much to ask from people. So I did eight and now I'm like, I wish I did 10. <laughs> Because <laughs> the more like things are coming to the surface, like, oh, we have to do this, we have to do this. I'm just like, oh, no. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just it's this whole thing. Well, you told me it's been really tough, like asking people to donate. Oh, That's man. been a really hard thing for yeah. you. I pointed out that it's not like you are just taking, taking, taking. You and your family, you and your mom. I mean, you're a big reason that a lot of people got through COVID. I hope came so. Came through COVID because, you know, the whole shop local thing, I really yeah, believe started fun. with you and your mom. Like, I mean, we, pro- we helped it, propelled it, you know. You're a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, to say like, oh, I'm taking money out of the community and stuff like that. Well, sure. But you and your family are also uh, uh, um, people who have given back to the yeah. community as well. That makes a difference to people. I think it really yeah. makes a difference to people. I've had a lot of, like, I just found out how to see, like, who's actually donated. And I could literally just cry right now. Um, like, there have been so many people from the community that have donated. And, like, here's the thing. What, when I when I think about all of this stuff, like, I think of Brandy, for example. She was just on the show, you know. We all love Brandy. We love her art. And in my brain, I, you either, like, you can spend money on a piece of art and the artist gets all that money and like their time and, and their artistry and, and the expertise that they have that goes into that art and you pay for it, you know? Um, for me, it's like Christian pop gospel, whatever inspirational, spiritual, whatever genre that I kind of fall in. Do you want to label it as? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not what people generally listen to around here. Like you're like country. We're in country country. Um, or classic rock. Or classic rock. Yep. So it's it's for me to say like support my album full of songs that you probably won't listen to. That feels really hard. But it's like the people that have given from the community who aren't even really people of faith necessarily and probably don't listen to Christian, whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they've given money. And it makes me like, it, it makes me aware that there's people out there that just want to support local artists, you know, Mm -hmm. because for me, if you buy my song on Apple music or iTunes or whatever, they say it's a dollar 29. Well, I only get, I think 80 cents of that. So even if a thousand people bought my song, which I've not, I don't think I've even sold a thousand of any of my songs. Like I'm only getting like 800 bucks. 800 at the most. And that does, that covers like half of one song's production rate. So there's that. And then like the other side of it is like streaming. Well, in streaming land, I only get 0.00 
zero maybe, six, four cents a stream. That's not very much, Kurt. No, no. So like, it's not that I can say, I make all this money for music and I'm just asking for like a little supplement. Like, it's just like, well, no, like we, <laughs> we've been in the hole kind of since we started. <laughs> so I, I compare it to like fine arts because I think like for someone to do art, you know, Brandy makes this beautiful piece. She can sell it for $12,000, for example, and someone could come in and buy it. And then she's got $12,000. And somebody has a beautiful painting. And someone has a beautiful painting. That's not the same. And I, f like, I feel like I need to explain that because it's just like, we don't make a bunch of money from putting music out. As a songwriter, I've made more money um, writing songs for other people. And even then, like, it's not enough to fund my album. It's like enough for me to maybe pay a little bit of my production or a little bit of my marketing. And the marketing aspect of it, just to give you guys a little bit of like a, a big picture, you used to be able to record a song or an album, throw it on a disc <laughs> CD, yeah, and like sell it in the store. And like, you kind of organically got popular if, if you were good, you know? Yeah. And you would do gigs and like, it's a whole thing. Now I pay, for example, let's throw the number, let's say $2,500 for one song, just for like production, mixing, mastering, editing. In order for me to market that song so that it doesn't just sit in my Spotify and get zero plays, I need to spend upwards of 300% of $2,500 to market it, which is bananas. And that's where like a label comes in handy. Right. If you're willing to sell your soul and give up your creative rights, which I'm just not there yet, maybe. Um, but so, you know, for this project, that's maybe only gonna cost me, say $15,000, I have to budget for 50, American, like it's all American dollars. So I have to in budget to, for 50,000 Canadian dollars in order for me to actually get this project off, off the ground and get it in front of people and get it in front of people, get it noticed. Yeah. So I'm hoping like the traction I've gotten on Instagram and TikTok has, has helped and maybe it will help. But like, even then, right. It's hard to say. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, so, doesn't necessarily translate into the dollars. Right. That you, yeah. And whether it does, like whether I spend $50,000 and get that back very unlikely you know because that's just not how it works <laughs> to put music out especially if you're not touring or you're not doing gigs i am trying to plan a tour for the fall um we have some connections like literally across canada but it's a matter of like i i have a restaurant i have kids who are in activities i have a husband like i have my fall own is generally music. when everything picks up too it's insane I have like my own music production stuff I'm doing. Like how, in what world am I supposed to like just take off for like every weekend for seven weeks? Like that's not cool. So it's just like trying to figure out how this is even gonna work. <laughs> oh, yeah. That might not be your best pitch. Uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> that's how it's, that's how it's had it to be. Yeah. And it's worked out. The things that have been, that have needed to work out have worked out and I thank God every day because I feel like I've put a lot of what I've done, I've put it all just kind of in his hands and things that don't work, they don't work. Like doors just close. 
And the things that have worked, like not only do the doors open, but I'm just like, like this Instagram thing. Like, yeah. it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know why and what, but I, I'm starting to see. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I'm starting to see the importance of having the following that I have right now in the sense of like what I'm trying to do with my music. So, yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because I was just in to the restaurant the other night mm-hmm. and spent some time with your grandpa Aww. and he was saying about the legacy that is the restaurant mm-hmm. and how he has a sense of pride that it will be there long after he's gone. Yeah. But he needed someone to kind of push him in the direction. Mm-hmm. Something had to happen to get him to right. the level where he was at by the 7-Eleven. Right. And right. the next, take it to the next level. Right. He's like, I feel like something, there was something pushing me mm. to do that. And it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily me. Yeah. But it, it, there's a reason things progress yeah. along the way. So, and who's to say like where they would be had they not gone bankrupt and lost everything in the 80s, you know? Yeah, things happen for we a just, reason. You don't know. Yeah. So you just kind of roll with it and you're like, all right, like I'll do what I can and I'll work in the process. I'll put my full effort into this. Like, man, I put so much effort into this album in terms of like what I'm doing after. I wrote a song. I, I, I wrote a, I have a friend that's going through like a crisis in her life and I, a therapeutic coping mechanism, you could call it. I like to write songs. So one day I was, one night, it was late, I was doing laundry. Jer was at hockey. And I was just thinking about her situation and I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel sick. And I, just like this song, again, came out of literally nowhere. I'm doing laundry and I remember being like, my phone, I need my phone. So I like run upstairs to get my phone, I like record a voice note and write it all down. And then I'm just like, you know, I have time. So I went into my studio, recorded like a snippet, like not even the full song because I didn't have it finished. Just a little bit of it, put it on Instagram. It went viral. And it's just, that's an original. That wasn't even, people were like, when can I hear this? So I'm like, oh man, this is almost problematic. Cause now like, how am I supposed to like squeeze out this single? Like I can't. So then I get on the phone with Joe and um, Chris, my producer. And we're just like, Hey guys, is it too late to uh, add another song to the album? And they're like, no. What do you got for us? So I finished the song, sent them a piano vocal demo, and they're just like, oh my gosh. And it's like, it's happening. And so it's like things like that where I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe it's needed to take this time so that I could add this to the album so that someone who's kind of maybe going through a crisis, it's a song about grief. Maybe that'll help someone walk through grief. Like I'm just trying mm-hmm. to put all these things together and just like hope for the best. But I'm not gonna like sit on my hands and do nothing, which is why um, like this Kickstarter, I am absolutely asking for money. I'm also like trying to offer rewards as well. So when people give, I have some tiers of rewards that you can get. It's like a reward, (laughs) if you know, you know. (laughs) Um, And so like I, I have the opportunity for you to actually like be in a Slack community with me or like WhatsApp. I haven't figured out how I'm gonna do it yet. Um, And you can get literally the inside scoop on everything you can help me pick out album artwork you can help me like you can help me listen to mixing refs to be like oh my gosh this is what it sounds like oh here's eleni's vocals untuned <laughs> like be as, as involved as you want to be yeah i mean whether you're going to be like involved in the like 
decision making process. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe the album artwork, but you'll get to see what the it's like. The album artwork is what intrigues me, oh, wow. to be honest, because I wouldn't know anything about what sounds better than, does right. that sound better than, or could that sound better? But I yeah. would be able to say, oh, hey, I like that. Yeah. Like, that catches my eye. It's cool. Yeah. So what, like, for the logistics of it, where do you donate? Like, where is the Kickstarter? Like, is there a website, Kickstarter? I'm not yeah. familiar with it. So tell, tell us about so where to find it. So you can go on kickstarter.com, I think, and you can just search my name, Eleni. Like, my artist name is just my first name. Um, and you're able to give there. I also have it in my uh, on my personal Facebook, and I have it in my Instagram and TikTok, like, bio link thingy okay right <laughs> um, but if i options. just if i just google eleni young kickstarter yeah hard to say if the eleni young would pop up but Let's maybe see. we'll see eleni debut album launch hey first thing that came up look at that kickstarter.com yeah kickstarter.com right. yeah. yeah so you find it there um there's 18 i mean give or take days to go <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's cool to see the support, and I, it's extra cool to see how many people, specifically from the community. I'm talking like people I don't even know that are from the community. It's right. wild. So you just click on back this project and yep. go from there. And then I, I actually don't know. Oh yeah, yeah you can choose your rewards. Reward. Oh, you I see. Yeah, you don't have to get a reward if you don't want to. Oh, and um, you're not talking about gazillions of dollars here for rewards. No, I mean you're $25. You're talking like 25 to 200 Yeah, so 200 is the private Slack community where you get to like have the first, like you're in the loop. Um, then I, the $25 one is credits. So I have visualizers and music videos for most of these, if not all of these songs. Yep. So your name will actually go on the credits on those, which is cool. Um, for $50, you get to hear all the whole project before it's out. Yep. Um, so I'm trying to figure out the logistics of how that's going to work too. It's like figuring out like, how yeah. to, you know, that's fun. You know, just flying by the seat of my pants. Um, for $75, you get a personal thank you video from me. And I laugh because I'm just like, they're not going to be pretty. I'm going to have super puffy eyes and I'm going to be probably like actively crying in the video, but don't be weirded out. And then for $200, the one up, like I had mentioned, is the inside scoop. Right, so, right. Super fun. It, it's like such an easy thing to give to. If you, um, I figured out a way, like if you want to give to it, um, but you don't want to go through Kickstarter, some people have had some personal conflicts with Kickstarter um, for whatever reason, you can just message me. And what I've been doing is I made like a little separate account on Kickstarter because you're not allowed to back your own project. Right. <laughs> Surprise. Right. Um, yeah. So I made <laughs> yeah. like a ghost account and um, you, I've had people e-transfer me and then I just add it as like I back the project with the e-transfer. I don't know. I'm still yeah. figuring that out too. But yes, yeah, so there's options, um, and yeah. Awesome. Anything I'm forgetting? I talked so much. I probably covered. I made. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so uh, one uh, one thing I wasn't sure of is, um, do you have to record some music yet or not? Nope. So li yeah, listen, that last song that I added after the fact. Um, we just need to record vocals, but since I have a little home studio now, that's no problem. I mean, it's not the it's not the twenty thousand dollar microphone that I record on 
in South Florida. So hopefully people won't know the difference, but I'm sure um, some people might. That's fine. <laughs> but it'll do. Thanks, Eleni. Thanks for having me. This is great. So kickstarter.com, it's real easy. Google it. It came up like first thing. Yeah. Anybody can do that. So appreciate your Thank time. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We'll be back tomorrow for a special show with uh, Pink Shirt Day. And we hope you'll uh, tune in tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., right here from the Lloyd Mr. Exhibition.